0: Hello, welcome to the passenger podcast. So I wanted to do a brief episode just to talk about how the weekend's going. I wanted to devote this weekend to do some extra spiritual soul searching if you even want to call it that nothing drastic it's you know I'm not at some retreat, but I wanted to do self-care from a spiritual and soul perspective often the mind and body gets a lot of the attention especially when discussing self-care and this time i wanted to emphasize really how i was truly feeling inside and actually listen and actually listen And I ended up doing that today and I utilized some meditation, some stretching, deep breathing and also listening to some some new people, people that I don't typically listen to. And ultimately what I found was the best and most useful part of the experience today, me taking the time was listening to my inner voice. And it's not something I I hope to get to a level of awareness and clarity where I can where I can explain it in such a way that makes sense. I can distinguish it. I'm at the point where I can distinguish the difference between um what my mind, what my head is thinking versus what my soul is speaking. I'm at least at that point. But describing it to someone else is still a little bit of a struggle. And I know I will get there and gather the right words to make it make sense to someone other than myself. But one thing that stands out to me is the soul often is a very few words, at least in my case, and the mind is this constant just word vomit of good, bad, and different, etc. That's how I can distinguish the between the two. And I'm speaking figuratively of course, but that's how I can distinguish between the two. When the soul speaks, it's very seldom, and I'm starting to think that maybe that might not be intentional, that it may be a a way that I've adapted, it may be a way that it has adjusted over time to not being heard. That doesn't mean it doesn't have anything to say. And so this weekend was about giving it the floor. And hearing it out. I I do that for my mind regularly with the help of group therapy. Constantly wondering, what am I thinking? You know, what's going on in my head? My negative thoughts, my automatic thoughts and all these different thoughts that my mind is constantly um, on overdrive sometimes. The same goes with the with my body. It's a constant need it's hungry it's cold it's thirsty it's congested it's in pain and it's almost as if I put my soul on the back burner and it just kind of sits on a shelf somewhere and I'll get to it when I get to it. What I'm learning now and what this weekend has taught me is it is, let me not even jinx it because my car is getting older and older, but, um, it is like the engine or the transmission, essentially. The lifeblood of the of the vehicle. And without it, the mind and, and the body are in really tough shape. And you can lose your mind. But the minute you lose your soul, you lose everything. You literally lose everything. And... I wanted to give my soul the floor because I'm now realizing that it is indeed what should be leading and what should be guiding me each day. Not my fair weather thoughts that, okay, if I'm hungry, I think a certain way. If I'm tired, I think a certain way. If I'm happy, I think a certain way. And it's just swaying and adjusting to, you know situations and circumstances and it's not it's not a reliable way to exist especially as someone who has a lot of automatic negative thoughts if i am allowing my mind to lead and guide me at least at this stage it makes it very difficult and the same thing goes for any kind, uh, Same thing goes for my body as well. If I allow my body to take the driver's seat, it's always going to want french fries, or it's always going to want to sleep, or it's always going to want to do things, at least until I establish better habits, it's going to want to do those things. So I can't le- let allow my body to um, lead either. The only thing that I don't regularly try is allowing my soul to continue to lead. And at least longer than two seconds, at least that much, I at least owe it to myself to give it a chance and give it a chance more than just when it's Crying for help, literally. That's what I took from these last few hours and and during this weekend. That I need to at least give it a chance to lead. It's one of the few things that, as far as inner work is concerned, it's one of the few things I haven't really explored strongly enough and I'm getting there reading, doing um, doing some writing exercises and I am I'm getting there but this is still very new and I have to say that I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better after Allowing my soul to have the floor for, for once in a while. I hope I can get to the point where it's not a rarity, where it's not um, something. It's not a novelty. It's not something for me to do an episode about. That it just becomes automatic. I've allowed, I've allowed my thoughts to just run amok, and yes, I'm working at it, and yes, I'm making better choices and trying to celebrate the victories. But part of me thinks that's a very ineffective approach, that maybe. The real root level work starts at the soul. And if I can get that in order. If I can heal and seek. Seek clarity. That it will be a little bit easier. To change my mind literally. and The only way that I can describe it is it just kind of reminds me of when you're cleaning um you know you you have like food on on the counter that's stuck on the counter and you're you're scrubbing and scrubbing with the sponge or with whatever you have and it's just not coming off and right now there's certain automatic thoughts that I think That I am really working hard to scrub away and to get rid of. And part of me feels like it's being done in vain. That I'm trying and it still won't go away. Like the stain is so ingrained that that it still won't go away. And then I'm introduced to this soul... And doing work on the soul. And I'm realizing that it has the power to uplift any stain. And clear any kind of, uh, you know, you don't even need to scrub. It's like a magic eraser almost. But to get to that point, it takes work. It's not going to happen over a weekend. I'm not sitting here and saying my soul is redeemed and I'm some, you know, you know, some totally different person than I was. What this was really about for me was to begin that journey and reintroducing myself. What I've realized is that I have done a lot of defining self-definition based on other people's interpretation and perception of me. And it has infiltrated a lot of my thoughts. And those thoughts have led to just poor poor actions and so on and so forth. So this is a different approach for me. To attack it at the root, do some soul searching as they say. I hear that phrase, you know, you've you've probably heard that phrase as well and it ends up just being a phrase but it's no longer just a phrase to me anymore. It really is soul searching. This isn't the superficial stuff about what I think and what I like and what I know and what I want to be and... That's, that's, that's fine. Those are important questions. It's important to set goals, complete tasks. I'm talking at a damn near that, not even, not even not beyond a molecular level, even beyond that, beyond a DNA level, I'm talking about something even greater than that. This is, this is not simply, you know, a vision board and setting goals for myself which are important but this is a much deeper than that for me it's really getting at the essence of self and I think I have often been so preoccupied with the chaos of life whether it be with the mind and mentally Or whether it be physically, I I had been so preoccupied with those two things that I ignored the thing that truly makes me human and truly makes me unique. Everyone, as they say, has a doppelganger out there. Everybody uh, has someone out there that you know could, could be their twin. Or, or triplet if you're already a twin or so on and so forth. The things that I know are nothing special. There are people who know the things that I know who are much smarter than me, so on and so forth. But I'm a firm believer that the soul that encompasses my body is only, there's only one of those. So it makes sense makes sense to get to know the most unique thing about me. Because the stuff that I know while it makes while it helps shape my personality and it helps shape my day to day that's that doesn't make me who I am. When I put on paper my interests or things that I'm good at are hobbies. That doesn't make me who I am. Those are things that I do, things that I'm passionate about, etc. But this is the one thing that separates me from anyone that's ever been anyone. And so it makes sense to really really understand that at a soul level because there's only one. So I will continue to periodically discuss this. This was a wonderful experience. Got to, I got to learn, um, I don't know if learn is the the right thing. I got to try new foods that, that really fed my soul. Some of which I liked and will continue with, some of which I just simply have gratitude that it occurred at all. And I really, really want to make sure that it's like having, you know, three kids the mind, body, and soul. And I want to make sure that I give my soul the attention love and care that it so deserves it's so easy for me to cater to my mind my my golden child the thing that i pride myself on but the soul needs an equal amount of love and care and i'm hoping that by making this this it's not a, it's not a small thing i was about to say a small change by making this change that this may be what unlocks what um Abraham Hicks in Esther Hicks or however um what unlocks that vortex that she speaks of it's more than just thinking different it's about being different it's a very very big difference between those two things and now sometimes it does start as a thought sometimes you have to fake it till you make it there's absolutely truth in that but at some point the true change has to happen at the soul level at a spiritual level or else it's not really change at all so that's all i will say for now as always thank you for listening